Caitlin was folded in half ripping brambles and weeds as sweat poured off her face and dropped into the lush ferns. She tasted salt from her upper lip and it made her a bit hungry. She glanced down and saw her nearly sunburnt waistband. She felt she looked a bit like Krang. When she gets into gardening, she does the job in silence and lets her mind wander into dark alleyways. There's usually a bridge part of a smooth FM classic from breakfast going round her head, just to keep the rhythm and the positivity. Today it was Fleetwood Mac. Being with them everywhere. Seemed a little possessive now, didn't it? She thought. Anyway, let's focus on the brambles and ignore the start of rain. Caitlin loves ferns. 300 million years and folk lose their head over sweet peas, she thinks, as she tussles with another explosion of dandelions. Their bold heart-shaped hosta leaves. The decorative filigreen light leaf. They were such handsome and hardy plants. And Caitlin's little back garden displayed a shady north wall and she adored the ferns. They eat you alive, she thought. There's a gap where the ferns end and the shed begins. And in the gap, Caitlin always chucks the last of the mess she swept. But it's getting dustier and grubbier in there now. So today she felt she'd just clear it out to make way for more of the same detritus though probably over the course of the next few months. While the late afternoon overcasting clouds encased her, Caitlin filled four green bags of this garden nonsense and just caught the last of it all as she felt the spits of rain. And then she saw it. The plastic was cheap and thin. There were the unclipped edges along the seams that you get from rubbish plastic toys from gumball machines, kinder eggs or perhaps a Christmas cracker obviously covered in soil and damp from the dark undergrowth it was hard to make out what it was meant to be a little hook on its side indicated perhaps a small elastic band should have helped make it move or fire something or wind up perhaps there were three out of four wheels intact and there was an attempt at a little human but altogether it looked like a cross between a time capsule and one of those little shoe fitting machines in Clark's in the 90s The spitting was now actual rain, and her shed roof made a snare drumming sound on the felt. The few bits on her washing line could just wait. They were all tumble-proof anyway. She was holding on to this little toy, and trying to clean it with her nails and sweat, leaning back on the compost bin. William had made the jump from toys like this to Nintendo and football stickers back in 1991 but he still had a huge plastic box of these things that he called bits and bobs and he used to tip the whole box upside down and then play with these bits and bobs in whatever way they landed as if they were tarot dice Caitlin would usually be the teacher and he was the student but this changed depending on their mood or what had happened to them during that day at school twins in the same class usually get separated but one year their teacher allowed them to sit on the same table they were neck and neck with joined up writing but William lagged a bit behind in maths she couldn't really get all the mud out of the scratches of this thing 
and it made her frustrated. Whoever this belonged to was probably an adult now, she thought. Maybe she could make it into a homemade keyring. For the shed, maybe. If the accident had happened today, she'd have been enmeshed in counselling and probably a family support group on Facebook. But nothing close to this had happened. Her father had been like Captain Mannering and he'd closed and he'd bolted all the doors to the family's grief. He told people on behalf of Caitlin and her mum that they'd learned to deal with it. And this got them through the funeral and the first few months. And then folks stopped speaking about it because they worried they might unearth some sadness that had been dealt with. But it hadn't even come close. For many months, Caitlin had convinced herself that he was just playing around and he'd be back soon. She kept this up until secondary school, two years later. And then the embarrassment of still thinking this took over. The Channel Tunnel opened that year, which ironically resulted in the family never even buying baguettes anymore, let alone talking about what had happened in France. Half of Caitlin had gone and wasn't ever coming back. The rain on her jeans had soaked through and onto her pants. It was like wet moss. Her hands had got pins and needles in her left fingers from holding the same position for too long. She felt a sneeze coming on and froze in that expression of anticipation, making sure the toy was safe and didn't go flying into Anne next door's garden. Caitlin is a sneeze muffler. She swallows the bomb, as it were, and it explodes within her. Then afterwards came a quiet little instinctive, bless me, and this is what tipped her over the edge. The sudden awareness of how pitifully lonely this made her sound. The pathetic attempt to mask her social awkwardness at just doing a sneeze, and having to excuse herself to no one other than that compost bin. She sank into the wet mud on her bum and she cried her eyes out, shielding her face with her filthy hands while the rain drenched her and this little toy. Mm-hmm.